connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. What is AOC? What is community media? Maybe these are small questions, but they have big answers. So big, in fact, that we had to make a whole podcast about just that. The short answer is in our mission statement. Building an informed and engaged community through media, technology, and education. I'm Matt Roberts. Get inspired by the words of AOC member Poetic Soul, a.k.a. Alex Johnson, on this week's Community Quotes. Community Media has a free after-school program called Muse for students ages 12 through 18 every Monday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Participants will learn about television studio production, creating a podcast from start to finish, photography, media literacy, and much more. For registration and more information about our Muse program, visit the AOC website at aocinc.org. So first off, uh, what is your name? My real name is Alex Johnson. Uh, my stage name is Poetic Soul. Cool. Capital P, Poetic, capital S, Soul, all one word, squishing together. Nice. Yeah, people like to separate my name like Poetic Soul. No, my whole name is Poetic Soul. Like Alexandra, Yeah. it's Poetic Soul. Nice. That's a good <laughs> distinction to make, right? Because I don't yeah. know if people want to separate was that just out of curiosity? Was that influenced? Was that did you uh, come up with that name around social media time? Was that part of the the influence of the com- combination Honestly, of words? Honestly, how did you know that? Yes, yes, um, and not social <laughs> media. Well, AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was you know in high school chatting. Uh, a precursor to the social. Media right, right. I was online chatting, you know, with my friends. One of my friends had spunk, spoken bluntly, and I was like, oh, I want a cool name like that, you That's know. Cool. My name is Pocahontas, Pocahontas 337. And because of my hair, people call me Pocahontas. So I said, this is stupid. I don't want to be that. I'm Poetic Soul. And I just kept it. I started performing. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm Poetic Soul. Don't call me Alex or Alexandra. <laughs> well, that is, uh, that's a good name. What, uh, so was that the whole motivation, just looking for that cool name right there? Yeah, there? that was the motivation for my name. Were you already doing poetry, composing poetry and performing poetry? or I wasn't performing yet. I was writing, mm-hmm. though. Uh, growing up, you know, when I spent time with my mother, you know, she'd take me to the public library, you know, right there, and, you know, put me in writing competitions. I, you know, I'd write poetry at home, write for school. My first standing ovation was in the fifth grade. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So. Uh, where'd you go to school? 
Um, well, fifth grade was Judy's, but high school, Acadiana. Okay. Yeah. How'd you like it out in Acadiana? I still go back. You still go back? Yeah. <laughs> Miss, Miss Fungi. <laughs> yeah. Fangie's hard to say her last name. <laughs> but uh, she was my English teacher. She really is the teacher that motivated me to keep writing. You know, she motivated me and gave me the confidence that I needed to be a writer, you know, and I, I had to go back and meet her over the years. And she came to my album release party, my album Scattered Thoughts. We had it at Black Cafe when I released it in December 2015. Um, and she came and it freaked me out. It was crazy. Uh, my favorite poet is Edgar Allan Poe, you know, and that's who she taught in class. And it was his birthday. Right? Exactly. I didn't even know. Serendipitous. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, so you said Edgar Allan Poe was one of your favorite poets. Yes. Uh, do you have any others? Are there any other that you can pick Patricia picture? Smith, um, Abby Odun, Oye Wole, Last Poet, um, hmm. Pablo Neruda. Yeah, people like that. There's right. a few. Oh, Claire Martin. Claire Martin and Jonathan Pitton, but they're, they're local. They're local, uh, but Claire Martin is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Miss Miss Fangie, I wanted to mispronounce her name yeah. there too. What would you say uh, made her stand out from other teachers? How did she, how was she the one who influenced you to? to she continue? took time. She took the time to invest in me. Uh, you know, gave me positive words. You know, she's a great mentor. You know, if I had questions, she it made me make me feel like less of a person for asking the question. You know, that's that's really the thing I find with, with teens, with kids in general, is that they're insecure about what they're going to ask because they don't want to look stupid, you know. And then I had other things going on at home, and her taking that time with me meant a whole lot, meant a whole lot. She is the only teacher that took that time with me um, as far as writing. That's awesome that she had that experience, that she had that, yeah, that teacher. Not everybody gets that teacher, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. go Acadiana. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go back a little while. Uh, where, you grew up around here, but where, where, would, where did you grow up? Where would you say you I up? lived a very non-traditional life. My parents divorced when I was like three. So um, I lived uh, in Lafayette, past Acadiana Mall, uh, where they, they built the New Legends and stuff in that, that region on Touchette in the country. Yeah, it's in the country. Um, so I lived with my grandmother, but then I lived in Texas for a while with my mother in Houston. Um, I lived with my mother here too. So I just, I moved around a lot, you know. So like middle school, elementary school, uh, I went to Ridge, I went to uh, Evangeline, Acadian, Judice. You know, I bounced around a whole lot. You did a tour of schools. I did, I did. <laughs> Um, and was Acadiana your favorite, or did you have another favorite of those schools? Um, as far as being here? Here, yeah. Or yeah. was there even a favorite school elsewhere? I really don't have, well, I have a favorite school in Texas, in Houston, well, in League City, uh, called Clear Creek, um, Clear Creek High, League City Intermediate, yeah. I like those, but I really don't have a favorite school, but I'm, Acadiana, yes, <laughs> you are my favorite school. Nice. And you have phenomenal poets too, some teens. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, when you went uh, when you went from here to Houston, was that a big sort of culture shock? A much bigger city. Oh, very much um, so. Right, and you were coming from more yeah. of the country area oh, of here. God, yes. What was that? Uh, what was that culture uh, shock period of time? The adjustment period like for you? Oh God, I was bullied a lot. Um, that that was the biggest thing is being bullied because I have really hairy arms, so they call me Chia Pet and stuff. But, you know, coming from, you know, being secluded in the country, it's very quiet. CVS, we didn't even have CVS, you know, for a long time. We had maybe, what, McDonald's and Jet 24. So to go from that to, to Texas, living near the Space Center, you know, it, it's, it was a big deal. I really don't even know how to put it into words. I'm supposed to be lyrically inclined, but, ah, God. You know, but I made some good friends. You know, I, one of my best friends, Nicoya Hutcherson, we, we're still in contact. You know, um, she was my only friend, really. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I was a big nerd. You know, I was a nerd. I, I stayed in the house a lot. You know, I wasn't involved in anything. I'd walk to school, walk home from school. You know, it was just, yeah, big difference. How did you, at that time, uh, how did you deal with the bullying and what lessons did you learn in, in dealing with that bullying as you moved to that new place? I wrote. I wrote poetry. Um, listened to music. Stayed to myself. Talked to Nicoya. I learned to treat people fairly, you know, because a lot of people hated me because of my hair. That's really the biggest thing. People still hate me because of my hair. I mean, it's really, really, you know, and I'm, I'm Creole, Louisiana Creole, I'm, I'm black. So this is, for a Creole woman is okay, but when you're brown, you're still black, you know? So yeah, black people don't have hair like this, you know? So I got bullied because of that. And it's a real thing, you know? And, and me being so hairy, you know? I learned to treat people fairly, to be honest, you know? There's no point in bullying people. This is not my fault, you know? I keep it because my grandmother, my mother, they don't want me to cut. If I cut my hair, abuse might happen. <laughs> I know that's extreme, but mm, yes, they would flip, you know? Because I've had this my whole life, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. So would you say you have like a love-hate relationship with your own hair? Yes, I just, I just did it. It's beautiful, by yeah, the way. It, thank you. And and I just I just did it. I just did it. Normally, Christopher Rubin does my hair, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I've been so busy. I have to do it myself. <sighs> my, <laughs> I, it's not normally straight. My hair is normally my natural curl is Diana Ross. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Well, I have to say, I would like to see that one day too. Cause I huh. think that's beautiful too. And then you can pay for me to get my hair done. <laughs> Take me, that'd be great. <laughs> no. um, so what was it like growing up in the country part of, of here, of, of the Acadiana area? Quiet. Uh, quiet. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to do. Thank you, South Regional Library, for coming because when I was younger, there was no library. And then from where my grandmother's house is, I'm sorry, from where my grandmother's house is, there is no way I would have been able to walk to mm. the library. There was no, you know, nothing that I could have been involved in. And then my family is so strict. Um, yeah, 
I wasn't able to do anything. So it's just, it was quiet. It was very quiet, very peaceful, very beautiful. It's very beautiful. Yeah. You know, very beautiful. The people were friendly. Yeah, I heard we weighed the Wall Street Journal for the happiest city in the nation. Yeah. A few of those poll things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I only heard it just that one time. I yeah. thought that was great, but, you know, for the most part, it was comfortable. It was comfortable, it it was comfortable right. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, the food was good, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you end up uh, after school? You're in college right now. Mm-hmm. And you have how long again? But I know I say it all the time. I will say it a million times before I graduate. But I graduate in May. See, I practice that. I graduate in May. Almost done. <laughs> and what, what will your uh, degree be in? in? Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Okay. Business, business administration marketing. Uh, do people ever ask, like, do, do they ever ask you, you're, I thought you were a poet. How are you getting yeah. a degree in marketing? What, what was your thought process in Honestly, it's a long story. Um, too long for this. Uh, <laughs> I started off in nursing. My mother wanted me to be a nurse. And, you know, I'll help you save your spirit. But, you know, I'm not trying to poke in pride. I get it, but I'm not interested. <laughs> um, so I, I, and I ended up getting sick, too. So I had to stop going to school for a while. Came back poli-sci and marketing kind of just fell in my lap. Um, I realized the other day why I chose marketing, why I'm comfortable in it, why it fits me so much. Is I, I grew up watching TV. You know, I grew up in the country with nothing to do. Advertisements help raise me. You know, um, so I, I, I guess I just speak the language because I've spent a whole lot of time watching TV. You know, with nothing else to do. <laughs> um, and you know, as I got in it. I fell in love. I love business. I love I love UL's College of Business. Our professors are amazing. We have amazing professors. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade this experience for the world. Yeah. Very nice. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I also grew up on television, and that's part of why I do what I do. Mm. Uh, people often ask me. They'll ask me if I if I grew up around here because I guess I don't speak with the the normal accent from around here. I've kind yeah. of developed a drawl as I grew up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I but, wasn't allowed. Well, and I always yeah. tell them I, I watch TV. I learned to speak from TV, so I just talked like the man who was talking in New York and had learned, you know, to not have an accent and to be just plain plain dude yeah my mother would not have no no so you know, i talked to my grand when i talked to my grandmother i speak with my grandmother oh yeah my grandma so what you doing you, you feeling all right you want some pepsi you know i'll talk with her like that but you know i i can't do that it's not natural anymore right my mom would pew. i come from a family of a very very strict family yeah. Very, very strict. What do you, what, you've brought that up twice now. What, what do you mean by very, very strict, or how did it differ from differ from your friends growing up? Or what did you? I say? didn't get to do anything. Um, my mom took me to my friends occasionally when she was in town, but um, for the most part, I really I wasn't involved in anything. I spent most of my time with my grandmother. You know, I, you know, really that's it. That's it. I, I did not get involved with sports. Nothing. When I was in Texas, you know, it was me and my mom in Texas. So I walked to school, walked home from school. I wasn't involved in anything. Um, my mother's a single parent, yeah? So it wasn't really much that I could do. 
And uh, what do you? And uh, you can just tell me, like, not going there here. Yeah, no worries. What do you think? Uh, what do you think made your parents be so strict? What do you think? Uh, my mother, you know, um, my mother was raised in the country too, you know, and I, my grandmother valued education, you know, she valued education. Um, I heard, I've heard, I've not met my my grandfather, my mother's father, but he valued education as well. He served in the military. So, you know, it's just in our blood to be so strict. Um, and my mother values education. She pounded that in my head, you know. But as far as her, her mother can't read. My grandmother um, has no education. So when it comes to me getting my education, you need to stay in school. You need to do what you need to do in, in her way of saying it, you know. And it's yeah, it's just important. And would you say uh, would you say that that strictness has given you an edge over uh, some of your peers who may not have grown up with the the same strict upbringing? Or it's definitely taught me how to cope. You know, it's definitely taught me how to cope with life. I think that's very important. Something I try and teach the the students that I work with. You know, I use spoken word as a coping mechanism uh, most often. You know, let that aggression out on the page. You know, things are frustrating, let it out on the stage. You know, be able to articulate yourself. You know, and that rage that you feel, put it on stage. You know, it has no place anywhere else. You know, no, no, no comfortable place but on stage. Be free. Channel yeah. that energy. Yeah, channel that energy, yeah. focus it. That's great, that's a great thing Thank to you. teach people. Um, uh, well, tell me how you first got involved with the AOC. AOC, you guys have been hounding me for a long time. I just have been so busy. Um, school, my health, just different things, you know, and I, and I was scared, you know, insecure. You know, it'll stop you from doing things. It's not you guys that make me insecure, but you know, the technology, makes me insecure, you know? Um, and I'm not, I'm an introvert. So, but now that I've done it, I'm so excited. I love it. I love AOC. This is my second home. Is, is it still intimidating all the, is anything no. intimidating at no. this point? No. Now no, that you've I'm walked through that door, it's... Yep. <laughs> love it. Um, what was your first impression of AOC? Beautiful. I love it. Uh, you know, I've always admired that you guys have created this space for people from the community to come in and, and not only create, but to educate. You know, that's, that's big. Because people, you know, they go out and be creative. You know, some people, just creative people, but to be educated on how to do things correctly. You know, that way you mac maximize with your, your potential. You know, yeah. Excellent. Um... What has surprised you most about work, about AOC? Mm, I don't really have, I don't think I have any surprises. You know, I, I, nah. I, you guys are up there with ACA. Did you, know? you ever, let me ask you, because what surprises most people, I think, is when they come in, because they're, they're, uh, Impression comes completely from what they see on our cable channels. Did mm -hmm. you ever watch the cable channels uh -huh. before you came in? Yes. Did that e did that even shock you at all, or was what what you saw when you got here the same thing that you expected when you were watching the TV station? Mm. 
Or did you just not think about it too much? I didn't really think about it very much. Yeah. I didn't really think about it very much. Um, I just thought it was cool that people could come out and be a part, you know, of streaming media, being on TV, you know? Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, what would be your dream project to work on at AOC? Hmm. With other people or by myself? Either one. Your absolute well, dream, the best. I would like. I would like to. My next project. I would like to have a, a a hand in that. You know, my next project. I'd like to be in the audio booth, recording, um, and having lyrically inclined on TV. Yeah, I would like to air things from the lyrically inclined shows on AOC. You know, or you know maybe. Something we need to have poetry on AOC again. We'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to do that. Well, let's make that happen. We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me graduate. <laughs> no, there's no time for that. Uh, uh, I think I already know the answer to this, but what are you looking forward to in 2017? Creating stuff. Creating stuff. <laughs> and graduating. <laughs> Yes, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to graduate. What are you going to do the week after you graduate? Sleep. Sleep. I'm going to lock myself in my house. I want black curtains. I'm going to put black curtains on my windows and just black out. <sighs> Breathe. Listen to Tina Turner has, you know, Tina, the Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. I don't know. I well, she turned Buddhist, you know, okay. going through her whole thing with with Ike and stuff. Well, really? now this she does Buddhist chanting, you know. So her her new albums are Buddhist chanting. So she has a two-hour Buddhist chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. It's phenomenal. You can hear the the passion in her voice. I'll show you. Were you listening to that loud in your car one day yep. as you were driving away? Yep. I think I may have noticed yep. that. that I'm day. probably I that strange to. lady listening to Buddhist chanting really, really loud. I might have to <laughs> get a copy of that because yeah. yeah, I was definitely curious when I heard it in your car. And it's like oh, that sounds like something I could get it's into. It's on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Nice. Tina Turner Nam Yoho. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what are what are you reading right now? Or is there anything you, you have saw time how other that than... happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading textbooks. Textbooks. <laughs> textbooks and uh, Sojourner Truth. Um, and I just finished the book. It's called The Awakening. Hmm. Yeah. Really, just textbooks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Textbooks and Sojourner Truth. Yeah, I just finished um, a Maya Angelou book. Don't ask me the title right now because all I see is marketing. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you, as a poet, do you have either uh, another poet's or your own poet? Obviously, your own poetry is probably floating through your head all the time. You probably have that memorized. But is there a poem by another poet that maybe you respect or you look up to that you keep close to your heart oh, and yeah. you keep memorized? Saul Williams. Yeah, Saul Williams. Um, yeah. If I could find the spot where truth echoes, I would stand there and whisper memories of my children's future. Yeah, I have, I have most of that memorized. Nice. I love Saul Williams, spoken word artist. Sorry, I'm looking for the best ones here. No worries. Um, 
All right. So we talked a little bit about what you're listening to a, a lot now, but what would you uh, include on your best playlist? Um, hmm. My best playlist. I'm very eclectic. It's hard to choose just one. Give me, give me be, five that are from across your eclectic spectrum. Nina Simone for women. Um, La Sauce by Hamza. <laughs> um, Suavemente, Elvis Crespo. Mm, Diwani, mm, but I cannot remember her name. It's Bollywood. Um, hmm. Missy Elliott's new song. Um, I'm doing better, I think. I'm better. That's what it's called. I'm better. She just released it the other day. I think, yeah, I definitely. Oh, it's awesome. The video yeah. is phenomenal. I think the last one I saw was the video she did with Pharrell, where they were they did yeah, the marionettes. Yeah, the dolls, the marionettes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. This one is is still marionettes, but there it's not as much. It's more. It's people in the background. It's it's awesome. You should watch it. I'm better. Oh, Missy okay. Elliott featuring Nam. That's Lamb. where I'm going right after this. Oh yeah. I love we Missy. Pull it up on the phone. <laughs> great. <laughs> Really great. Um, uh, when you were young, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A bus driver. How did you come to that decision? Because I just really wanted to be a bus driver. That's, that's I don't know. That's you, just, I like the buses. They were yellow. Maybe I have control issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your superpower? Hmm. It has to be working with kids and just having people gravitate to my presence, my voice, when I perform. That's really the only thing. And being able to appeal to a diverse audience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, I will also say you're one of the few people who, when they say they have an eclectic taste in music, really means it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. You, you, you know that for a fact. A lot of people say that, but when you <laughs> yeah. list off the, the names of the artists you're listening to. Well, you've heard it right, multiple yeah. times. It's and really probably true. the same song over and over and over. Because I want to learn Spanish, French, and Romanian by the time I'm 40. So I'm, I'm, well, doing, we're doing Latin poetry at, at Cite, April 7th. So I'm immersed in the Latin culture and going to the Latin table and, you know, trying to pick up the accent and all those things. Mm -hmm. um, Plus, I'm trying to learn French, so I'm translating the songs and then reciting. That's some big goals. I always had trouble learning languages in school for whatever reason. I would do all right in the first class, but in the second class, it was always... I took it seven like, years consecutive, um, being in Texas in middle school and starting high school there and then coming back here and having to take it again, um, more classes. So, yeah. And then just listening to the music, music and um, being uh, introduced to different cultures. My mother introduced me to different cultures. My my uncle uh, introduced me to the Cuban culture. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm excited though. I love it. But yeah, right. it keeps that mind wide open. Um. All right, I am going to ask two more questions. Number one. If you could have dinner with five famous people from history, who would they be? 
Saturna Truth, mm. Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. Mm. Never thought about that. Albert Einstein. Who else? This is not so historical. This is more someone that has passed. Aaliyah. Um, and if uh, if you had to pick one of those and give me uh, your first question to them, who would you pick and what would your first question be to them? Sojourner Truth. Where did you learn to cope? That would be the question that I would ask. How did you learn to cope? And what, what, I guess, what answer would you hope or what knowledge would you hope to gain from asking that question? Hmm. I guess, I'm not, hmm. That may be a bad question. No, it's not. It's a good question. It's a very, very good question. I'm just thinking of how to form the response. Because, you know, slavery is a real thing. It was a real thing. And to be treated in that way, how do you let things go? How do you let the anger and the Hatred, how do you let it go? How do you love harder than your pain? That's the question I would ask her. All right, last question of the day. No worries. Uh, can you fun. describe yourself in three words? Hmm. <laughs> Goofy. <laughs> Driven. Hmm. Passionate. I say apt. That is an apt description. Thank you. I think that's about it, guys. Did I go long enough? I went long enough. All right. Thank you so much for no coming worries. down. No worries. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Registration is now open for AOC Community Media's after-school creative program called Muse. Each Monday, anyone ages 12 to 18 can participate in a wide variety of creative media-based activities led by AOC staff and visiting instructors. Muse sessions begin at 4.30 and end around 6 p.m. at AOC. All sessions are free for students, although because sessions are first come, first served, pre-registration is encouraged. Students can register by going to aocinc.org and clicking on the Learn tab. You can register for as many sessions as you'd like. AOC membership is not required. Weekly sessions focus on a variety of topics and production skills including animation, video production, podcasting, graphic design, and photography, just to name a few. For more information about Muse or to register for all sessions, email Christy Tracy, AOC Education Coordinator, at ctracy at aocinc.org.
The AOC Podcast is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Othello Andrus, Mary Baudois, Ed Bowie, Lillian Deja, Annette Diaz, Joe Boozy Ferguson, Nancy Judis, Joseph Klesanen, William McFarlane, Matt Roberts, Stephen Skip Shannon, Chrissy Tracy, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode, Luna's Little Friend, Ukulele Instrumental by Ivan Chu, Air Koishki by Nano, The Long Goodbye by John Pazdan. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged.